Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on where you're at. So good to see everybody here. It's going to be a beautiful day. We've got some sunshine here in South Carolina, which is lovely. Yesterday was a rainy overcast. Um, so I'm glad to have some good weather. Um, today we're going to start with Romans 8. We left off, um, we finished Romans 7 on Tuesday. So we're going to um, start on Romans 8. So if I miss anybody when y'all are coming in or anything like that, um, I'm sorry. But once I get started reading, it's it's hard to watch. I don't know how Duncan and Scott do it so well. I guess lots of practice. But um, so when we were talking about Romans 1 through 7, Good afternoon, sweet D. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm glad you're able to come in for a cup of tea. That's awesome to have you here with us. It's wonderful. Good morning, Ryan. I know you're at work, but I'm glad you're able to join in with this. Um, but when we left off Tuesday, we covered one through seven. And this is um, Romans is the epistle of Paul to the Romans. And so um, that's where we're going to pick up at is the deliverance from bondage. So we will dive right on into his mighty word. There is, therefore, now no condemnation for, for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit for the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God for it does not subject itself to the law of God for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. And if Christ is in you, Though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit... You are putting to death the deeds of the body you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will also, excuse me, that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this. But also we ourselves having the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one also hope for what he sees? But if we have, but if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. And in the same way, the spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he for whom he foreknew. He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren and whom he predestined. These he called. He also called and whom he called. These he also justified and whom he justified. These he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spear his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for thy sake, we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That right there, um, you know, I was talking this morning, if you saw it in Christ's followers, about how we shouldn't have any fear. Um, no, it wasn't in Christ's followers. It was in the Bedad Garden. Um, but God tells us not to have any fear. And the only fear that we should have, and I believe that's one of the Proverbs. It's like Proverbs 1. 1. Let me see if I can find that. 
I don't memorize these verses. I try to memorize some, but um, usually I have to have them on sticky notes and pinned and posted everywhere. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Sharbird. I don't do the typing and, and reading and typing, uh, talking at the same time too well. So just going to tell you good morning on here. I'm glad to have y'all with us. Yes, yeah, so I have to, I definitely have to have them, um, posted up. So, and it's a great reminder every day, you know, when we see these different scriptures and I have some different signs around the house that have different scriptures on it, um, that really help. And, it seems, you know, God speaks through those to us because that's his word that he gave to each person who wrote sections in the Bible is, you know, he He will speak through those scriptures to us. And that's how it's the living word, because it's always applicable. And I know on Christ, uh, Kilted Christian last night, they were discussing about how, you know, nobody really reads the Bible the same way. You know, no two people, unless you read it from beginning to end, no two people really read it the same way. It's because it's a living word and it's not meant to be um, read that way. All right. It's Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so that's the only fear that we're supposed to have is fear of the Lord, because evil will take, you know, is that sorry i had a call coming in i don't know if it cut you all out for a second um evil tries to use what god has already given because they don't have satan doesn't have his own power he is powerful but he doesn't have power of his own he only has the power that god gave him so he tries to flip the scripture on us to make us doubt and have disbelief and have fear and that's why God tells us over 300 times in the Bible to not have fear. And the only fear we should have is of the Lord. For fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the beginning of wisdom is, is knowledge. So that's that right there in itself, you know, we allow that fear to creep into our daily lives. It prevents us from doing things that that we should do. Now, there is there's different types, like with putting your hand on a stove, you know, as a child or as even as an adult, we learn that stove is hot. So we don't do it again. It's not that we're going to be afraid to go cook on that stove again, maybe as a child. But children shouldn't, you know, they need to be supervised so they can be guided. And that's why in the Old Testament, I believe now this is not this is just my own opinion and my own beliefs here. So take it for a grain of salt or what it's worth. But I believe in in Exodus and in Leviticus when there was such a harshness, um, a harsh discipline, it's because they didn't have the written word. They had the word because in the beginning was the word, but they didn't have the written word. And so God was laying that foundation out as harshly as he he needed to or felt he needed to or should do so that way it was ingrained into the minds for generations and generations to come um so that's why it was very very harsh in the beginning and that's just my opinion um that you know he was being so harsh then to make it stand but he doesn't want us to have fear because satan can use that fear against us um just like like things, um, 
you know, Scott had talked about doing the bloodline around your home, not like a bloodline as in heritage, but an actual bloodline around your home to protect it. But that's why some of that things, you know, some of that was discussed. And also, you know, when we have that fear, we're not able to cast out those evil bad thoughts that try to creep in to manipulate our minds and manipulate what we do. You know, we have the power of Christ in us. And and because of that, we have the ability, if we can get a good hold of our, our mind well enough, that we can make that evil leave. We can we can make it flee. You know, Luke ten nineteen says that he give us the power to walk on snakes and scorpions, but then Luke ten twenty also says how, you know, we're not to boast of that, but we are we do have that power. We do have that ability. And it's important to realize that we have that power. Because like it says here in Romans 8.31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who who is against us? No one. No one can be against us if God is for us. And that's why we die every day because we're, to me, I think it's we die every day because every morning when we wake up, we need to, you know, make sure that armor's on, make sure that armor's polished and, and thank God for the breath that he gave us that day. Ask him to to guide us and show us how he wants to use us that day. Because every day that he wakes us up, there's a purpose there. We don't know what it is. We may never we may never know what it is. You know, there could be someone that we we interact with that we as a stranger that maybe we say hello or we see that they're they're in despair and we just take a moment to ask them if we can pray for them. And even if you don't ask. And don't, you know, if you're afraid to confront them and you're working on that, that's that's okay. It's small steps that make really big impacts. So if you're not even, you know, able to go and say, hey, can I pray with you for whatever's going on? Pray pray for them regardless, you know, especially if you see a mom or anyone in the grocery store or wherever you may be. A grocery store is just a common place that many of us always are going all the time um but you could just sit there you know say you see somebody and you could tell by the their body language and the looks on their faces if they were seeing um you know if you see something where it looks like they may be having a hard day then say you know pray to father that he he touches them and guides them and can come into their life because it's not us that does it it's by the grace and by the power of the almighty Lord that people are able to be healed and people are able to, to be even like if they're lost in the darkness, you know, we've got so many that are lost that don't see and, and that need to find him and maybe something along that day, something will cross their paths and, and that will change their entire life we don't know and it's not for us to know because that glory is his so i think it's very important to always remember those things um and how important it is i'm sorry my daughter was messaging me i don't know okay this is totally off topic but i don't know if anyone else here has gotten an email like this 
Um, I got one yesterday. It was from a, it was a membership renewal thing from Geek Squad. Now we don't use Geek Squad. I think that's with Best Buy. Um, but she got one this morning as well in her email. And when I looked at the contacts, it showed like a long list in that. So it's not just a one person. But this thing is trying to say, and I don't know what they're, you know, if they're trying to get you to call or not. But it says, hello, consumer. The Geek Squad subscription will be renewed today and will be charged $389.20 to your account. Within the following 24 hours, the debited amount will be shown. Please get in contact with the helpline if you wish to stop the auto renewal service or if you want any more information. And then it doesn't, it says charge to, that's blank. It has the customer ID as the email. It does have an order ID, and I'm going to check mine with hers, a support number. And then it just says auto debit. She's never, she just got her bank account set up because, you know, she just turned 18. And I know this is totally off topic um, from scripture, but it's important to be aware. And I guess God kind of had her. She doesn't normally text me in the middle of a school day, but. Um, maybe y'all need to hear this too. So that way you could be aware if you get that email, I do believe it's spam in a way that people can like, say you call in, they're going to want you to verify your card number. And I think that's a way that they can fraudulently get your information. So just be aware of that. It does D doesn't it? It sounds like a scam. So be aware. And I told her that that's what I thought it was. Cause she was definitely, she was worried. She was like, did they actually debit my account or charge my account? And I know for a fact, you know, I'll forget some of my things that I do on subscription, unfortunately, and they will come out, but they've never done anything like this. So if y'all get that, just beware. I'm pretty certain it's scam, it's spam and scam. Uh, scam. And it looks like um, some of the other people here in live chat are definitely agreeing with that too. So if you're listening to this later, maybe this is God trying to intervene to stop these crazy fools from trying to mess with his children and, you know, take advantage of us because as you can see, you know, evil is always trying to do what it can to seek and destroy and devour. Just like this is one that I do remember. It's Peter. I think it's one nine. Let me have it reversed, but um, it says be of sober spirit, be on the alert because your devil, the adversary prowls like a lion seeking to devour. I know I've probably mixed that up. See, I don't remember the exact scripture, but I can kind of go back to where it was in my mind. And I think that's how a lot of us do. So now I'm going to continue on with Romans 9. This is the solicitude for Israel. This is what the heading says. And I'm reading out of the NASB 1977 edition. This Bible is a keyword study Bible. It's a Hebrew Greek Bible and I really do enjoy it. Ironically, um, I ordered it online after doing some research on different types and I wanted to get as close to the word as I could um, and still be able to understand it. And this was the one that I found that was the closest. Um, so just wanted to let y'all know that one. This one is uh, AMG Publisher. And again, it's the NASB 1977. So Romans 9, I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. 
For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises. Whose are the fathers and from whom is the Christ, according to the flesh, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descendants from Israel. Neither are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But through Isaac, your descendants will be named. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is a word of promise. At this time, I will come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but there was Rebecca also, when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac. For through the twins were not, for though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose according to his choice might stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls. It was said to her, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to, the, to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I raised you up to demonstrate my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed throughout the whole earth. So then he has mercy on whom he desires and he hardens whom he desires, just like he did with Moses. He told Moses he was going to harden the hearts. And that's why he showed them all the different miracles that even the, you know, at that time they had, this is in Exodus, I believe. At that time, they had many different gods. They didn't have just one God, our God that we recognize. They had many others. And Pharaoh was, you know, he didn't believe Moses. He didn't believe Aaron. And so God, even Moses was kind of doubtful, like, how, are, how am I going to do this? How can I do this? And he was thinking about how he was. But father told him, you know, it's, it's not you. You're going to pick this up. When he had his staff and, you know, he turned it into a snake and he worked all of those miracles and signs and wonders that no one else, even the magicians and and all the others in the land, they even said they can't do that. This is someone completely different. So that's when, you know, he hardened Pharaoh's heart because he wanted he wanted Pharaoh to be. Hardened because he needed to use that instance to show everyone else the glory and the, the mighty power that is in God, our God. Romans nine nineteen, You will say to me then, why does he still find fault for who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this, will it? Or does not the potter have a right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel 
for honorable use and another for common use? What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And he did so in order that he might have he might make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, even us, whom he also called, not from among the Jews only, but also from among the Gentiles. As he says, also in Hosea, I will call those who are not my people, my people, and her who is not beloved, beloved. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, it is the remnant that will be saved. For the Lord will execute his word upon the earth thoroughly and quickly. And just as Isaiah foretold, except the Lord of the Sabbath had left to us a posterity we we would have become as sodom and would have resembled gomorrah sorry about me getting twisted up there i agree with you that is a very good statement d um today father is using evil people as well that he's hardening their hearts to show people i mean it's it's gotten to where it's kind of you know obvious in a lot of ways and it's unfortunate but with our faith in him, you know, we know that that's how he needs it to be because he is only going to allow it to happen what he needs to happen to fulfill his glory. We don't understand why. And to be honest, though, I have in the past asked him why certain things have happened. It's not for us to question. It's it's for him to know because he's the, he's the creator. He created each of us in his image, just the way he wanted us. Some of us short and small in stature. Some of us tall and mighty. Some of us, you know, we're just the way he wanted to be. And, sorry. Hollywood really tries to, um, and even New York and all the fashion stuff, tries to make us change how how he made us. Because they want us to, you know, and that's another instance of the evil being used against us. He's wanting, you know, the evil is trying to make us doubt the way he made us, the maker made us, and the way the maker wanted us. And we're just perfect the way God wanted us. We just may not know what that intent is, you know. And just like with illnesses and things like that that happen, sometimes we can use those things in my case, you know, I had the vaccine injury from not the COVID vaccine, but from an MMR. And though that was something that was that was of bad, you know, we I'm able to now use that for good. So what evil may intend for bad, God himself will use for his glory and his good. And I think that's been very important because I don't know that I would be with you guys right now here in this presence you know state or in this mindset and if it had not have been for that that injury that happened to me and then to see what was starting in the medical community when they started the whole mask up thing you know so it's it was his purpose that he had for me even though 
there were evil intentions behind that shot and the makers of the shot that I took, just like with this COVID vaccine, they're, they're evil intended, but he puts us through these things, through these tests. It's not temptation. God doesn't tempt us. That's Satan. But God will test us. He'll test our faith, just like he did with Moses. And, you know, that's why Moses didn't get to go into the promised land. Unfortunately, he he fell short. And, you know, with with Joseph, he tested Joseph. And then Joseph, look what happened. And they talked about it on Kilted Christian last night. And I thought it was wonderful how, you know, we had went over this in Bible study not too long ago on Telegram. but. You know, Joseph endured so much, and still, he was the savior of the people. I mean, not him, but through him, God was able to save the people, so that way they could see the the mighty glory that is God. And then later on, that was Christ Jesus with Daniel and the lion. Romans 9.30 what sh- what shall we say then that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness achieved righteousness, even the righteousness which is by faith, but Israel pursuing a law of righteousness did not arrive at that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though it were by works, they stumbled over the stumbling stone. Just as it is written, behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And he who believes in him will not be disappointed. Yes, also understanding, by understanding his plan, it does stop us from worrying or being afraid. Just like, um, you know, when, when people have seen, you know, we get, we love others so much because it comes out of a place of pureness, because that's how Jesus created us, and that's how God created us, that's how the Holy Spirit wants us. And when we see others hurting, we hurt for them. And that right there, you know, evil can be able to manipulate that and give us, you know, thoughts of fear and doubt. And we just have to stay strong in that word to to be able to know that, Whatever that event may be, whether it's someone that has cancer or someone that was in an accident or whatever the case may be, that God is going to use that for his glory. And we just have to pray that he does and that others can see that glory, because I think everything is all for the glory of of Christ. He was the perfect, uh, you know, perfect person in the flesh sinless and blameless and still you know even even like with with Judas Iscariot you know Jesus knew that he was going to betray him yet he still broke bread with him he still offered him kindness and still loved him throughout he didn't condemn him he didn't full and that's always be forgiving we don't have to forget but we should be forgiving because none of us or without sin at some point, not not one of us. We all fall short of that. No matter how hard we try to be sinless, we're not going to be because we are still flesh. And so it's important to be able to 
not only forgive others for ourselves, but for them as well. Because holding on to that anger is just the breeding ground to be able to allow the manipulation um, by Satan into our lives. And I've seen that myself. But first handedly, you know, I have I have been mad at my, you know, some of my brothers and sisters and it was wrong. And I repented and I went to them and asked for that forgiveness. Some of them didn't even know. Then I did anything, you know, or said anything wrong or even thought it in my own thoughts. But I knew. And though I did take it to father first, sometimes father just has us, you know, go to that person and make amends and make apologies so we can we can move on together in Christ because we are stronger together than we are apart. You know, united we stand, divided we fall has so much meaning. You know, it's very true. And together is how we beat this evil demonicness that's out there. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start on Romans 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge, for not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own. They did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God, for Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness, which is based on the law, shall live by that righteousness. But the righteousness based on faith speaks thus, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth, he confesses resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, of all abundant in riches for all who call upon him. For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without that, without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad, glad tidings of good things. However, they did not all heed the good tidings. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. But I say, surely they have never heard, have they? Indeed, they have. Their voice has gone out into all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, surely Israel did not know, did they? At the first, Moses says, I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation. By a nation without understanding will I anger you. And Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who sought me not. I became manifest to those who did not ask for me. But as for Israel, he says, 
All the day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. Good morning, Michael. Welcome in. Good morning, Say What. Glad to have you here. And good morning, whoever the very long name is. Evans, 502. Um, we just, that was uh, Romans 10. And I am in the NASB 1977 edition. Y'all may hear my dog start barking in a minute if they see these people that are walking down the road picking up garbage. So I apologize in advance if you hear my pups. Maybe they won't notice. All right. Romans 11. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be. For I too, I'm going to pause it for a second. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be. For I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. And um, Paul came from the tribe of Benjamin as well. I'm not sure if y'all knew that, but um, Paul came from that tribe. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed thy prophets. They have torn down thine altars. And I am, I, I alone am left and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In the same way, then, there has also come to be, at the present time, a remnant, according to God's gracious choice. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. What, then, that which Israel is seeking for, it has not obtained. But those who were chosen obtained it, and the rest were hardened, just as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see, Eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened to see not and bend their backs forever. I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now, if their transgression be riches for the world and their failure be riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles inasmuch then as I am an apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If somehow I might move to jealous Jealousy, my fellow countrymen, and save some of them. For if their rejection be the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? And if the first piece of dough be holy, the lump is also. And if the root be holy, the branches are too. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them, and became a partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. 
But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root who supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Quite right. They were broken off for their unbelief, but you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Behold then the kindness and severity of God to those who fail. Severity, but to you, God's kindness. If you continue in his kindness, otherwise you will also be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more shall these who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own estimation that a partial, partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And thus all Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also have now, excuse me, so these also now have been disobedient in order that because of the mercy shown to you, they may, they also may now be shown mercy. For God has shut up, shut up all in disobedience that he might show mercy to all. Oh, the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. All right, I'm going to um, go ahead and read Romans 12, and then we're going to stop on Romans 12. Tuesday, we'll pick up Romans 13 at the same time, 11 a.m. Eastern. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service or worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let each exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if, if service in his serving, or if he who teaches in his teaching, 
or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and curse not. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And that is Romans 12:19. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Good morning, Zsa Zsa. I'm so glad to see you here, darling. We just finished up Romans. Just to um, go back over for those who were a little bit late. We just finished. Um, we covered today Romans 8 through 12. Isn't that verse wonderful? Romans um, 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Wonderful verse. So on Tuesday, I do the Sister on Scripture Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And... On Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have normally have knickknacks. Tonight, I'm going to be on at 7, though, 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm going to be covering Pharmacia because I had some issues last night with being able to do it, and I want to make sure to, God God wanted me to, to talk about that, and I think it's important. And so, um, if y'all want to join me for that, I will go ahead and, I think I've got it posted under the channel. Everything is always under the same channel. Um, I'm not tech illiterate, but sometimes it's a little tricky. But on Tuesday, we will cover, um, Romans 13 and we'll go as far as Father wants us to go. And we're going to go ahead and say a quick prayer and then I'll end this out, um, with some music. If y'all just bow your heads. With me, we'll go ahead and say a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time allowing us to be together and, and worship you in this way. Father, we know so many are hurting today and every day, and we just pray that you come into their lives, that you lift them up and, and meet all of their needs and continue to bless them. Father, we especially lift up our, our sister Faith, who's Having some, some issues in her life, I'm not going to go into those details. She knows, and, and you know, Father, what that need is. So we just ask that prayers are with her. We ask for prayers with our sister paperback patriot. Um, I ask for prayers myself, Father, um, for Nancy, who, who got that vaccine, and the doctors finally have admitted that 
it was from the COVID vaccine as she was otherwise healthy. So father, I, I pray that if it's your will that she, she does not live through this father, I pray that you use this to glorify your name and to bring awareness to others who, who, who are, are waking up to the dangers of this horrible so-called vaccine father, because we know that it's, that's intention is bad. And we know that these people are evil and we just, we pray for them also, which is, it's hard, but I humbly ask that, that you, if you're hardening their hearts, Father, I pray that, that others are able to see that and others are able to, to awaken many, many more through you, Father. Uh, there's so much heartache and, and hurt and suffering going on in this world. We just ask that that all of that be turned into good to glorify your mighty name, Father, because everything is is just in your name as long as it goes for your grace and your glory to glorify you and to bring others to help find and follow Jesus. That is that is the ultimate purpose because our life and our salvation isn't here. It's it's with you and it's our eternity is with you in heaven, Father. So so we ask that those that are doing wrong that either their hearts are hardened because you will it or that they become softened so they can hear and they can see and they can repent and they can rebuke all of this evil and just turn to you father because it's your glory and your your wonderfulness that that allows us to continue on by your mercy and and beautifulness father we know that your promise is always there and that you want nothing but good things for your children, even though sometimes we do hurt. Father, I lift up Anita and Dee and everyone that's in this chat, Jaja, uh, Maga Q, our sister Emily, Michael, Say White, and all of our brothers and sisters here that maybe even listening later. Father, I pray that you lift them up. You continue to guide them and use them to glorify your name, to do your work, that they always keep their armor on and that it's always constantly polished and shined. And so that way they can continue to go out and be disciples and teachers and guiders to others as well, Father. Because we know that, you know, though we're here and together, this is our renewal of our our love for one another and the renewal into the scripture, into your mighty word. But we also have to go out into the world and spread that love through doing these bloodlines um, around these the buildings in our homes and around these places. But also for for us to be able to help others be able to to find you, Father, and and see your love and the beauty that we see. So we pray that you just wrap each of us in comfort. We pray for our sister Danica. Um, and her daughter right now, um, she needs our love and our prayers. We lift up our sister Sherbert and, and Scott and Duncan and Jeff and Livin and, and all of our moms for John, MSM Liars, who is, had that surgery. We pray for his healing. May it be swift. We pray for our sister Lilix, whose son was in a car accident, um, and had to have some surgery. We, he made it through father and we thank you for that blessing. So we just pray that his healing continues to go well for Tim and her brother and her, even her husband. We lift them up father and we ask that you, you continue to, 
to keep them safe, or at least witness that magical, uh, not magical, that wonderful, great answer to a prayer the other night. Um, so we, we thank you for that, and, and we pray that you continue to lift them up, that you lift up our sister Echoes as she goes through each day, bringing light and love to everyone else. Father, we just pray that, that you guide this remnant and that you continue to show all of us each day what it is that you want us to do, what that purpose is, Father. We thank you for the breath in our lungs and for the ability just to be able to talk um, and to do the things that we are able to do. May we never focus on the things that we cannot do, but continue to hone in on that which we can uh, and continue to do, Father. We We pray that we always can see the good in every situation so that way we're not allowing that evil into our thoughts, into our lives, into our, our just every part of our being we don't want that evil under our hearts so we pray that father you guide our hearts you protect our hearts and you keep them in jesus because it's by his mighty grace and the blood of jesus on that cross that we are saved and we are reborn and that we have eternal salvation in him it's in his mighty name and jesus christ's mighty name i pray amen everyone i thank you all for being here today um it's gonna be a beautiful day i know it i feel it it's there we just gotta believe it and it will happen go out there and be that salt in life be that love and show others what it is to be of christ what it is to have that holy spirit you know, that, that is in us because it's there. It's here with us every day. And just go out there and show the world through your actions, through your deeds. You know, I always like to find something nice to be able to do for one person, whether it's, you know, being able to get out there and do something um, or if it's just a, a prayer or or something, you know, we just spreading that love from Jesus is is something that is wonderful and that I think we should all continue to do each and every day. Um, so that way others can see what we see in, in Father. Father has blessed us all so much, especially having this wonderful community to be able to worship together. It's so beautiful to have, and I'm so blessed and thankful by each one of you, which when I say that I love you all, I truly do mean it from the bottom of my heart, from every little bit of me. It's amazing to have this this following together, this fellowship, not really following, but this fellowship together where we can we can worship freely and speak of his name and continue to go out and and declare that he is mighty and that he is glorious and that he alone will will deliver us from all of the many, many evils of this world. So I'm gonna go ahead and play us some music and I just pray that everyone has a beautiful blessed day.